Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. The freedoms that Americans enjoy are not free and can be attributed to the dedicated service and the blood, sweat, and tears of many generations of our nation's military. The Military Hour is dedicated to the servicemen and women, veterans, and their families that have made the sacrifice to defend our Constitution and country. Military service is being part of something that is greater than yourself. General Joseph Dunford, 19th Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And now, it's the Military Hour with your host, Donna Lyon. Good afternoon, everyone. This is the Military Hour, and I'm your host, Donna Lyon. Coming to you live from Washington, D.C., right here on the Lions Radio Network. And before we get started, I want to thank a couple of our listeners that are actually in Japan who wrote me a beautiful letter saying how they love our shows. Um, They are military. So I want to thank them today on this particular show because it is the military hour. And I'm really excited to have my guest on today. She is an associate professor, former military, award-winning academic scholar, author, entrepreneur, researcher, and writer, and she's absolutely beautiful, Dr. Monique Koresh-Kanazi, and I just learned how to say her name today, so um, you'll have to bear with me if I do mispronounce it, but I do believe I said it correctly, and she's here to talk about her new book, Homeland and National Security, Understanding America's Past and to Protect the Future. Monique, welcome to the show. Hi, Donna. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Uh, you know what? This is so exciting. When you mailed me this book, I didn't realize it was it's massive. And the work <laughs> that went into this is absolutely incredible. It blew me Thank away. You. Thank you. Um, let's tell everybody a little bit about your background so they know who you are and how that how you're educated enough to be able to write a book of this caliber. <laughs> okay, well, in a short sense, born in Connecticut, raised in West Virginia. Um, I joined the military when I was 17 years old. I needed my grandmother's permission to sign a dotted line. Um, Went to basic training in 2002, became an admin administrator, and basically went into security during my career. And For 13 years, I did admin and security in the world's greatest Air Force. And um, in 2015, I actually separated because I wanted to pursue some civilian goals. So I separated about three years ago and became an associate professor for American Public University System, American Military University. And I specialize in national and homeland security because I've been doing this for about 16 years now. And, you know, teaching students and being able to relate to them is what gets me through the day. Um, I love that I was hired with a, a university that I actually went to as an undergrad and got my undergraduate degree in Homeland Security. So to be able to teach in that department and be able to relate to the students is very awesome. 
So with my teaching experience, I've been teaching for almost nine years, and uh, I started as an Air Force instructor teaching anti-terrorism level one. So that's kind of how I got my my way of teaching and training and, you know, being able to write published works in Homeland and National Security and terrorism and basically, you know, doing that and doing it for some time, I became interested in writing books. And an opportunity came when my dean, Dean Riccardi, he had sent out an email stating that there was a publishing company looking for authors, and I jumped on that opportunity. I had been writing for about three or four years, so I felt like I was up for the challenge to write a really technical and really precise book that entailed two concepts that I I feel that always get misinterpreted at times or the words are interchanged thinking that, you know, the both concepts of homeland and national security are the same thing and they're really not. They're two different concepts. So I was really inclined to write a textbook to show the differences between the two and how both of those concepts work together. And that's how my book was birthed. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's phenomenal, and I hope people can pick this up and actually go, you know, at least look through it. Is there anything in that book that would surprise the reader? Um, I feel like there's a few things that would surprise the readers because I take it all the way back. I want everybody to know how the definition of national security was birthed. And it goes all the way back until you're dealing with the zealots and the Jews and the Roman Empire, and terrorism was created. And it goes all the way and tells the events that lead up till today where we're dealing with terrorism in the Middle East, all over the world, in fact. And so I think readers would be surprised that I take it all the way back to the first century to describe how these definitions came about and significant events that led to the fact that, okay, we have national security in the United States of America, how do we protect it? And as well as homeland security, how do we protect that too? What are the differences? Understanding those themes are what I feel is important to be able to protect our nation and its citizens. Do you think we're doing enough here in this country or do you think that we could be doing something different? I think we it's always room for improvement. So I think that there's different things that we could be doing better. I think we definitely need to strengthen ties with our allies because that that is something that I feel that's important as a superpower, that you always have a strong relation with your security part, partners and your international alliances. And the more that those relationships are strengthened, the more that can be done to protect global security and promote globalization. What are, what are your thoughts on North Korea and everything that's happening right now? You know, it's very interesting you ask that because, you know, we all understand that the G7 summit had happened over the weekend. And the fact that President Trump was able to talk to Kim Jong-un and they come to agreement that, you know, there's going to be a disarmament of nuclear weapons in return for security protections from the United States, I think it's a big step. That's something that we haven't seen in over five decades. And the fact that a country that we've had so much tensions with and the reason why we're placed in South Korea as a strategic method to protect Asia and all the interests that are in that side of the world, I think it speaks volumes that, that there was an agreement that can be solidified between two countries that never really had these kind of talks. But with that said, it comes accountability. 
So I want to see what's going to be done now. Now there's an agreement, accountability is at rest, and we need to see what the nation is going to do in holding North Korea accountable for their actions of disarming their weapons, what programs and policies are going to be in place, um, what, are, what kind of timeline do we have, when does it start, when they start, you know, disarming and keeping to their word, therefore we can keep to our word of whatever interest that North Korea has in terms of security from us, how is all that stuff going to be outlined? So I'm very interested to see, you know, the, the next steps in this big historic event between the two countries. Yeah, it is. It's so interesting to watch. I mean, when I saw those two shake hands, it was just like, wow, this right. uh, was unreal. And you just think it's to yourself, what's going to happen now? Now, in, in a situation like that, do you actually have people that monitor to make sure they're disarming these things, or do we just take their word at it? How does something like that work? Well, there's usually teams in place. It is, it's a multifaceted situation. So there's going to be teams from both countries to ensure this, that this strategic method between the two the agreements is going to happen. And that's why I said I've been waiting to see what's going to happen next, because usually when there's agreement, then they'll meet up and the teams will meet and they'll have like a policy and a timeline, like in 30 days we want to see this happen, in 60 days we want to see this happen, in 90 days. And usually it's our teams from the United States or even our, our coalition forces or even teams from NATO and United Nations are involved for accountability. So it doesn't look like each country is attacking each other. It's that neutral basis between, you know, the countries at hand to come in and see if what's agreed to is actually being done. And that's what usually happens at the end of the day. We're, we're just sitting there waiting now to see when the next step or the first step is going to happen. That's it's so interesting, and I'm I'm going to be glued to my television set when these things come on and they start updating us little by little. I mean, we can't do it every single day, but it will be interesting to watch. Now, one of the things I thought was really cool about your book is that the forward was written by Ashton Carter, who was uh, a former Secretary of Defense. Tell us your relationship with him, how you got to know him, and was it difficult to get him to say yes to be part of this um, uh, book? Well, actually, I was Dr. Carter's enlisted military assistant. Um, I started working for him in March of 2012. That's when I had moved to the Pentagon. And I'll never forget, I was putting some things in his office and didn't notice that he was sitting on the couch doing some work. And I kept going in and out, in and out. And um, when I finally saw him, I'm like, sir, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. And he was like, no, that's fine. And he was like, I, I hear that you're going to be a doctor, like you, you're pursuing a doctoral program, because I had been teaching part-time. And I was like, yes, sir, I am. And he said, you know, that's the type of uh, program that you need to get into if you want to teach and continue to teach at higher levels of academia. So when he said that, I took it and I ran with it. And when I told him that I had registered and got accepted into my program at Walden University, from then on, he always called me doctor. So I worked for him for about two years, and he retired. And he came back as Secretary of Defense, and we always had a relationship where he said, you know, if you need me for anything, you know where to find me. You know, I'll always help you. 
So um, he was actually an advisor for my dissertation when I did my di dissertation on the F-35 program. And when I decided that I wanted to write this book, the first person I thought of was him. And I reached out to him like, sir, you know, I signed a contract. I'm going to do this book deal, and I'm really excited about it. Would you mind writing a Ford? And he was like, absolutely, anything you need. And he wrote the Ford, and it became something to me, like so special to me, because he didn't have to do it. And Dr. Carter is the type of person that, you know, he's just not going to sign his name to anything. It has to be quality work. So for him to review my work and feel like it was warranted that, oh, I can write this endorsement for you, for your book, it meant everything to me. It meant that I was on the right track and I was doing the right thing. Oh, absolutely. When I saw his name on there, I was like, oh, my gosh, what an honor and um, such a blessing to you that you had him right. in your life as such a good friend and a confidant and then, you know, as uh, uh, somebody you worked for that saw you as something, you know, greater than what you probably thought you were, you know, exactly. and you think, oh, I'm just this person. He's probably going to say no. And then he says, yes, it's just like, wow. Right. So congratulations to you. And Thank this book you so much. is absolutely fantastic, phenomenal. Where can people find this? And do you have a website that they can go to just to get to know you and maybe send you emails if they have any questions? Right. So there's many places where you can get the book. First, you can get it from the publisher's website at www.cognella.com. And we're actually having a discount for the month of June where the book is 50% off. And the discount code is Dr. Mo 50 off. And you go, you can get 50% off the book for the entire month. You can also find the book on barnesandnoble.com and also Amazon. And for those in the U.K. who are interested in the book, it's also being sold at Amazon U.K. So there's different ways that you can buy the book. You can also go through my website, my academic blog, The Dr. Mo Show, and you can also get it through that website and put in a discount code and get 50% off there as well. That's awesome you're in the U.K. because we have a ton of listeners in the U.K. So awesome. I know they're listening right now, and shout-out to all my um, listeners in the UK, please, please check out the book. Um, I think you're really going to like it. It's actually, it's, it's beyond impressive. And if you ever had any questions about just about anything with Homeland Security, it's there. Uh -huh. <laughs> Monique, congratulations on this book. It's absolutely spectacular. So it's informative. And I really hope people will pick it up and, um, you know, read it because it's, it's uh, very educational on top of the rest of it. And it's better understanding. A lot of us question things, and instead of questioning it, why not learn about it? And then you don't have to question it any longer. So pick up the book Homeland right. and National Security, Understanding America's Past to Protect the Future, and uh, you'll really enjoy it. Monique, thank you so much. And I know we talked about getting together real soon here. And mm -hmm. I want everybody to know, too, that uh, Monique is going to be coming back on again, and we're actually going to do it at a different studio and we will be doing um, photos and things like that. Maybe we'll even do Facebook Live. Wouldn't that be cool? Right. <laughs> yeah, it would be cool. Monique, you have a great afternoon, and you, we will Donna. talk really soon. Thank you right. so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You take care. All right. Bye-bye. Great. Bye. -bye. Right. Bye.
everyone. Please go check out the book, Homeland and National Security, Understanding America's Past to Protect the Future. And you can go to Cognella, C-O-G-N-E-L-L-A, their website. That is the publisher's. And type in um, Dr. Mo, I believe she said 50, and you should get 50% off on this book. It's incredible. It's a beautiful book, too. I must say it's absolutely beautiful. So I wish her the best of luck on that. And, guys, thank you for tuning in. It's always a pleasure. And uh, I will. I have a show tomorrow with uh, Jean Nolan, who is a country artist, and his music is incredible. He's going to be telling us about his career, and I will be playing his song, Wise Man, his newest single that's out. So please tune in tomorrow, and that will be 2 o'clock Eastern, uh, 1 Central, because he's in Nashville. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a great afternoon.